Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. My name's Colin Waitsman, I'm going to be your host for this episode of Track World News, and before we get started, I want to make sure that I let you know to go and like the episode, share with a friend, subscribe to the channel, follow the show if you're new, uh, all the support really helps us know that you're enjoying what you're listening to, and make sure that we're posting out, uh, out content every single week, so thank you all for that. So first, want to get into our main story of the day, and that is going to be the American Track League. The good, the bad, and the ugly. What do I think went really well, what could be improved, and what might be a difficulties moving forward? So for those of you that don't know, this previous Sunday, I believe it was from two it was from three to five PM Eastern, the American Track League, which is a brand new story startup track and field league uh, had its very first meet since i believe 2019 2018 it's been a while uh, the summer before the pandemic i believe and what they're trying to do is bring more excitement in a more timely manner to track and field so they've had some pretty big names that have co-signed and have competed before uh, such as andre de grasse ryan krauser sandy morris uh, they, they've had some pretty some pretty major names competing for for this uh, league, and it makes it really exciting. They, they've had really close up, like when it's in person, it's it's a lot more awesome. It, it seems like where fans are right up, uh, right up near the runways, and they're really close to the meets. And they change the rules so things go a little bit quicker, and it's it's overall pretty exciting. And so now they're 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 back, and they have a pretty great time slot: Sundays from uh, in the afternoon, two to four, or three to five, depending on where which day. Um, they're doing this for three or four weeks, so they they have some pretty some pretty great times, and I'm really looking forward to to what it is going to go on. And today was their their startup for the 2021 season, and so a lot of good things to happen. First good thing, I really liked just seeing track and field back. So as a fan, it was refreshing. It was nice to see track and field. Uh, it was also nice that they showed in the beginning. You know, what, what meets during these without fans or with fans generally look like? So they showed some clips from previous um, competitions, previous meets where they're like, hey, this isn't normally what track and field meets look like. So for the fans that were just watching ESPN 20 minutes ago and were watching things for the AFC championship game and, and pre-NFL things and it just got tuned into this, they're like, hey, the meet's going to look different, but this is what you could expect during a regular meet. So that was nice to let people that might be interested in the sport, but this might not have been for them, that, you know, when fans do come along, maybe they'll want to tune in. So so that was something that was nice to see. I'm glad to see them do. Um, but, they, yeah, there were a lot of positives. So first we'll, we'll talk about the uh, announcers. So they had Lewis Johnson and, and Sandy Morris. Sandy Morris, she normally would be competing. She's a pole vaulter, but for some reason I can't remember exactly why uh, she wasn't competing today um, so she's going to be in she was in the booth today and next week she will be competing during a American Track League uh, competition and there and then there was also a like field reporter who was doing the the questions and, and asking people and I, I don't remember his name unfortunately but uh, the two very knowledgeable on the sport obviously uh, and we'll we'll get more into them and and how what I think they did well what I think could be improved uh, so let's start off with the good. 
So the good, the best, and it was it's not even close, uh, the performances. The performances were very, very, very solid. It couldn't get much better than that. So first, and obviously, Ryan Krauser of the United States threw a world record throw in the shot put, throwing over 22.82 meters uh, for 74 uh, feet and 10 and a half inches. It was a monstrous throw, and it also came on the very first throw of the competition. And so it was, or of his throw, not the very first of the actual competition, but it, it was his first throw, and then four of his five throws in the competition were all over that former world record. Uh, former world record. And so right off the bat, it was exciting. And it was wild because his first throw was so much farther than the world record. It's like three, it was like two, three feet farther, and it was actually off what the, the original like field was going to be. They had black mats, and it was over the black mat, and so the, the spotter's like, oh man, they, I don't think they were ready for a world record throw. And so th they had some difficulty measuring it, and that was, that was kind of funny to watch because there was so much tense, it was so tense because when you're measuring a world record, you have to make sure that you're measuring it exactly correct. And so instead of it being a throw, they measure and they're like 22 meters or 21 meters, like, and then they're done. Like it took a little while because they're making sure that they get it right. Because when they, when they come out with that number, that's what the world, the new world record was going to be. And so there was some time in between where it was really tense, but it wasn't really like downtime or dead time. It was exciting. Cause you're like, man, he just threw a world record. Like what else could we see? Maybe, he's, maybe he's going to be throwing 23 meters. Like this could be a big throw big meat and, and it ended up being pretty exciting so his performance starting off was was really great and so that was awesome for that uh Trayvon Brumell ran a 6.48 in the 60 uh new world lead and he killed the competition wasn't even close he was head by two three meters uh maybe not that's that, I'm slicing it uh it was, he was ahead by like three or four feet so like one meter or so then uh, Fred Curley had did really well, ran a world lead, world lead in the 400 with a 4503, had a really great race. They were talking about the the potential of breaking a world record. I mean, for the throws, I mean for the runs, running events, especially breaking a world record at this point in the the season is it's not very realistic. Uh, it's way too early. If he was running world record pace already then, oh my goodness, he would be really, really killing it in a next the next few months. So he, it was a great performance, especially for there not being, you know, and he, and he really reels into to run a world record uh, pace. Then we also had, uh, did I say Grant Holloway? Yeah, Grant Holloway ran an American record in the hurdles of 7.35. Uh, he's going to do his thing. Dude's, in, dude's unstoppable. He, he could have ran, competed in any of these events and probably done really well. He's, he's just a killer athlete. Always, I always love seeing him compete and then gabby thomas uh meet record in the 300 meters she ran a 3592 uh exciting to watch as well um they her finals she she competed well uh the the women's events they were a lot more competitive i feel um in between the athletes where uh there wasn't any there weren't a ton of standout performances like the world like world records but there was still a lot of you know, a lot of good competitions um for the vaults uh, a lot of the the females um what was it, Najat, she, she ran from like a five or six step, so much shorter than she normally would. Um, so some of the, and some of those other athletes, they're just gearing up for the season, this being one of the first meets of the year. And, and some of them, this was their first meets in, in multiple years, indoors. Many of these athletes only compete outdoors. 
And there's actually one athlete who ran she, – she won the 60 hurdles, I believe. It was her first meet in 10 years indoors. Uh, maybe – no, 60 meters, regular 60 meters. It was her first meet in 10 years indoors. So uh, they've, they've had a lot of new people coming in, and so not surprised that they're not you know, running world record pace at the time. Um, also, they, they had some good interviews. Gabby Thomas was really great. She had some, some great uh, energy. Was, she was super excited. She was like, track's finally back. Really looking forward to it. All this stuff. It was fantastic to hear. Um, they had some also some really good insight on the pole vault. Of course, Sandy Morris. Like, she gave really good insight, and she also kind of dumbed it down for those that don't know. Like, hey, what does it mean when, you're, when it's a blow-through? What does it mean when you're, you're under? Like, she really explained that well, saying, oh, yeah, like, she, you know, was was under. That means that her jumping her jumping foot was a little bit closer than it was supposed to be, which means you can't do this. And that's really good insight. Um, stuff that I liked seeing. I wish I wish could have seen a little more uh, of that, but that was great. Uh, Ryan Krauser, after his world record, they had like a little interview with him and and said break his throw down, and he broke it down pretty well, explaining like, yeah, you'll see, I might be looking like I'm going slow, but I'm six foot seven, so I have to, and got a good you know good turn, and he's he, he explained it pretty well. So it was it was great to see that. Um, really like the their angles of the events were were pretty good. Um, you could see what's going on. They they didn't have anything where you don't you can't see an athlete or it was just a bad you know bad angle. So angles were were pretty solid. Uh, I really liked the fact that they had the gold ring or the bar at the world record, so people could visualize and see. Okay, this is a world record throw. That was fantastic. Love that. Uh, and then great fan interaction. Uh, they had good ones on Twitter where you can actually get new, you can get athletes in by voting for them, which was great. Um, and the roster athletics partnership. I don't know if it was a partnership or if it's just good collaborative, good collaborative efforts. For those that don't know, uh, roster athletics is this app that has the ability to have fantasy track and field, uh, which is fantastic. We're actually going to open up our own lobby here with track world news and you actually have the ability to win some cool stuff we're going to talk about that on social media so if you're not following us on instagram follow us on track world news uh, uh that's all one word and you'll you'll learn about all the stuff we're going to do how you can win some cool stuff so make sure you do that um but yeah it, it was a great interaction um it would be nice to if we could have had more athletes uh, that were on our team, because I think it was only four or five athletes. So uh, it'd be nice to have, have that expand a little bit. That's also a new startup app. So it was pretty cool. Uh, enjoyed that. Uh, next, let's take a look at the bad. So when I'm saying the bad, these are things that I think can easily be improved by next week's competition. Um, and then we'll get into the ugly. The ugly, I think those are things that are going to take some time, things that may not be able to be improved on by this next week. It might take two or three weeks, or maybe by next year or by outdoors. So uh, we're going to go over the bad. Uh, first, the audio issues. Uh, that was kind of bad. Um, sometimes the audio was too loud. It was too soft. You had athletes breathing into the mic. And, and those are easy things that are going to be able to be that's going to be able to be, you know, accounted for and fixed by next week. Uh, they, they realized probably what the levels were, and they're trying to figure it out. I think as we got a little towards the end of the competition, audio was, was getting better. So Th those are just bugs that they're, they'll figure out, but that was kind of annoying uh, for me in the beginning, but something they'll figure out. Uh, next, uh, I'd say the awkwardness in between events. There, there was a lot of dead time in between things where the there's no, there's no sound going on in the, the arena, so you can't hear fans talking. There was music that I heard when they cut to interviews that was going on in the arena, but I'm, a, I'm guessing that they're not allowed to play that 
on TV because it'd be copyright, copyright infringement. But I would have really loved to hear something because there was a lot of dead time where you're like, okay, well, here's going to be Ryan. He's up for his throw. And then we wait like five seconds. He throws it and it's like, that's a good throw. All right. And then they go to the next thing. Like, I would have liked to see more analysis on, hey, like, here's Ryan. Like, hey, he just had a, a great world record throw. Like, let's see. This is this is something he might want to, you know, work on. Work on his, you know, flick, whatever, whatever it is. Or when they're talking about the the hurdles. Like, hey, like, this is, this is uh, you know, the first meet of the year. Like, this is what we can expect. Like, hey, this guy's really good out the block. So, be looking at that. He's, this guy can finish quickly. Like, like, all these types of things. Would have liked to see that. So, there's less dead time in between events where it's just, like, me watching not, like, and nothing going on. So, I'd like to hear more of that. And I'm sure that they'll, the announcers will, will, will pick that up. So, there's less awkwardness uh, going on. Just being more comfortable. Uh, also, uh, use of jargon. Uh, I think that... It's really easy, especially when you're in the sport, to just say, yeah, this this athlete is under. This athlete needs to, you know, block the pole out or this, you know, you need to, you know, flick or, or whatever it might be or pike. It's like all these terms are, are so common to us. But for the average fan and for the people that you're trying to get in uh, and to watch the sport, these terms mean nothing. Like they have no idea what you're talking about. So being able to actually say and compare these things to other things would be really good something that i think went really really well was when sandy morris said oh yeah this shot that he's throwing is about the same weight as the heaviest bowling ball in a bowling alley like that's something that these people can be like oh man and he's he just threw that 74 feet like i would have liked to see more comparisons on on what things are so that's something that it could go well, just being able to explain and explain how the events work. Like when we watched, they didn't really say what people were watching. Like, oh, yeah, these are the rules of the pole vault. This is what you get. You get three attempts. You have to clear it. Yada, yada, yada. Like I would have liked to see more of that. Like explain to the fan what we're watching and then what happens next. Like, OK, this is the prelims of the 60. The top four runners make it in. Uh, and this is, you know, these are the average times what you can expect. All right, here we go. Would have liked to see that. So that's something I think can easily be fixed moving into the next one. Uh, the ugly, so like I mentioned, these are some things that I don't know if they're going to be able to be fixable uh, by next week. I'd like to be able to see them, but who knows. Uh, so first I'd say was the fact that we missed pretty much all of high jump and the 60-meter hurdle prelims and I believe the 300-meter uh, prelims. I know why, because timing, they need to get it within two hours. And if you were to have the hurdle, the high jump be filmed also, then you're going to be missing out on another event. So just timing wise, I knew like something was going to be, you know, left out. And so I understand that, but it just stinks that we missed out on high jump, especially when you, I'm sure they probably paid to have these athletes come here like Vashti Cunningham. Like we missed all of her performance. Like it's almost like why, why did we even have high jump as a meet? If we're not going to, or as a competition or an event, if we're not going to see it, you know, we're not going to see it happen. So um, it's something, it's just timing wise with, you know, the, the I'm sure the media rights and it's, it's difficult to be able to get it all. But that was annoying, uh, not being able to see every single event. Next one, and this was probably my, my biggest complaint uh, or something that I really, really wanted to see. And that's the fact that we didn't see a capitalization on talking about Trayvon Burmell's return. So Trayvon Burmell, um, for those that don't know, one of the 
world's best 100-meter runners from Baylor. He, I believe he ran a 9.8, one of the first athletes to run a 9.8. So this guy, uh, r- youngest athlete, sorry, one of the youngest athletes to run, run a 9.8. And he was out for, I believe, four years because of an Achilles injury. And so this was his first meet back, real competi- especially real competitive meet back, where he's running. And he had even mentioned it in his inter- like interview after winning, saying, hey, man, like, where it's a long journey back, like I appreciate all the people that stuck with me, and like it, it, the big things are coming up, and we're really looking forward to it. And the interviewer was just like, "All right, well, good job, and go go get them this year." And it's like, why did we not have more interviews, more analysis, more stuff going on for this return? Like you know that this guy, who's one of the biggest names in track and field sprinting, especially a few years ago, is now coming back. And we don't have any interviews on him, like any B-roll, any any graphics, things like that. Like we're not even going in an in-depth interview post-competition, saying like, "Hey, how did you how did you feel coming off of a competition where you know you you were you were out for multiple years? Like, what are you looking for this upcoming year? Like, what what were some of those difficulties that you faced mentally, just not being able to compete in the sport that you love?" Like, the, there's so many ways I would have liked to see them capitalize on that, and we didn't. I don't know if he's competing next week, but if he is, I would be getting on that story ASAP because that would have been something I really would have liked to see. So not seeing that capitalization was a little bit upsetting. Uh, another thing, like just Dead Space, now I saw on uh, Sandy Morris, uh, she tweeted that they didn't have any sponsors uh, really for for the uh, for the meet. And so that's why there wasn't many signage and, and things like that. So I'd like to see some some more things because uh, a track it was it's pretty empty. Like there's not a lot of things going on, and so it just seemed like a, a weird venue looking at just visually, like that you just see guys standing around, especially like for other events, and then okay, they're they're people up. So that that's annoying. Like I'd I'd love to see more signage, and I'm sure it probably is coming in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I would have moved this to bad instead, but. Um, just kept it here. So like to see more signage, just more space being filled so that it's, it's not as open. Um, another thing I would have liked to see, like I mentioned more graphics and B roll, like have, have this, have the things cut away to the, to the booth and where the, the, the announcers are discussing things and, or like have graphics, uh, over it saying, this is Trayvon Brumell who ran this, or, Hey, this is Ryan Krauser, 2016 Olymp, 2016 Olympic champion. Like, all this stuff, like let's have some things where you're you're talking about it. That that could be could be added. Don't know how much that might cost, so maybe not. Uh, last one for for the ugly. Let's have some different uniforms for people because it's super hard to know who these athletes are when they're all wearing the same uniform, especially when it's an event um, where there it's like the 60 meter hurdles or the 60 meters um, where they're all just in a line and they say like, okay, lane one, we have this person, lane two, we have that person, lane three, we have that person. And it's like, who, what? Like everyone's wearing the same thing. Like it was easy to check on who Trayvon Brumell was because he had a black uniform with green sleeves, but pretty much everyone else has the same Nike, the Nike Jersey where it's like it has the fractured triangles on it and it's the same color. And it's like, well, I have no idea what I'm looking at. So just make sure you tell the athlete, like, hey, we got to have, if there's eight people competing in this event, we have to have eight different colors. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it is. Eight different colors. We can't have two people wearing the same uniform. You would never have two people wearing the same uniform in football. You would never have two people wearing the same uniform in basketball. So why do we have two people wearing the same uniform in track? 
especially when they're competing right next to each other. So let's do that. Change up the uniform so it's easier to follow along because I'm a fan of track and field and I still had no idea who certain people were. Like it, it took me until the end of the prelims to find out that Trayvon Bermel was in uh, the black shirt and green sleeves. I thought that he was the one wearing the headband uh, because he normally would wear one in college. Uh, so that's something I'd like to see. Um, looking back, uh, these are my suggestions. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six suggestions on what I would like to see by next week. So for this upcoming meet coming in January, like on at two o'clock or whatever it is, these are some things that I feel can be improved upon and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing. So one, audio improvements, pretty simple. Uh, I'm sure that once they get the mics right and they, they figure out, okay, these are how f this is how far the athletes have to stand away and so that it's not you know, going to be just them breathing in the mic, but it's also not going to be where it sounds like they're talking from a mile away. They can figure that out, I'm sure. They have a week to do that. Uh, next, like, let's prepare some interviews and storylines for the athletes that are competing. So the two storylines that I would have loved to see, like, hey, let's cut away to uh, Trayvon Bermel like a week ago talking about like sitting down and having an interview with somebody saying like, hey, what was it like not being able to compete? And he's talking about that. And you can have these this like two or three minute interviews being filled in between events because there's a lot of dead time. So just like in the NFL or in the NBA, when it's like a dead ball, they're like, yeah. And, and actually earlier this morning, we, we were talking to Tom Brady about tonight's game. And this is what he had to say. And it cut away to an interview with, you know, a reporter. So I'd like to see that with Trayvon Bermel, Chloe Cunliff too. I mean, they mentioned it. Um, she was a pro, she turned pro right out of high school to do pole vault. I, why aren't we? Why didn't we talk about that more? I mean, there's not many athletes that turn professional right out of high school. I mean, all all of the major sports besides what baseball and hockey don't even allow you to do that. Like basketball, football, you can't just go turn pro out of high school. So I would have loved to hear them talk about that and like, hey, like. What was it like? I mean, you're you're with you're jumping with the big girls. There's all these athletes that are some not twice your age, I guess, but um, there there are a lot of people that are a lot your senior. Um, what's it like competing against them from watching them just a few years ago? Um, so that's something that we would have you know would have loved to see uh, going on. Uh, I think we need to get a little bit more energy in the booth. Um, I think they had some okay analysis at at times. I mean, there was other events where. It was clear that didn't really know a ton about shot put or didn't know a ton about, you know, hurdling events or, or running events going on. And so didn't have much to say. Um, but when we are talking, like, love to get a little bit more energy, like pizzazz, like excitement on, uh, you know, what, what are things going on? Like Tony Romo in football, I'm, I'm thinking about, like, when he's talking, like, he's excited, analyzing the play, telling you what's going on. Love to see, uh, you know, more of that. Like I mentioned, uh, next thing, um, different color uniforms, like, can't stress that enough like if people can't tell who these athletes are like they're not going to be able to you know figure out like okay this is my favorite one this is who I want to watch so let's get some new uh new uniforms for other people uh fifth thing um explain what people are watching uh and what comes next so something that kind of was frustrating to me was where like hey you have the prelims and then you have the finals explain what that is because for a lot of people when the runners especially like in the 60 and the the 60 meter hurdles they finish and then it's like oh so that guy won this is the champion we're done that's it no like explain that this is the prelims and then the top four of these athletes are going to move on to the next round which is going to be competing in in 10 minutes 15 minutes like love to see that so add more 
explanations like, hey, the top four people go, and then that's it. For the jumping events, it's like, hey, you get three jumps, and then you have to go to the next bar. Or for the throws, okay, you get five throws, and we take your best one, and that's your mark. Like, explain what it is and, and what people are watching and what comes next. I feel like can help people that do not know the sport understand what's going on. Uh, and then last thing, uh, I would say I'd love to see them compare the events to everyday things. Because, uh, like, the bowling ball example. I think that's fantastic. So say, like, hey, this guy, Ryan Crouser, apparently... Think of it this way. He took a bowling, the, the heaviest bowling ball that you see in a shot put. Uh, and he took the heaviest bowling ball you see in a bowling alley. And he threw that thing the, from one three-point line to the other three-point line on a basketball court. Like, think about that. That's how far he threw it. Or he threw it from baseline to half court. Whatever it is. Like, that's how, I'd be like, wait, what? He could, I can't even throw that thing 10 feet. And he threw it the length of that. That's insane. Like, more comparisons or like, hey, you see the height of that bar, like in pole vault? That's the height of your average adult giraffe. And they're like, oh, that's really tall. So having more comparisons so athletes or so people that aren't as knowledgeable on the sport know what's going on, I think that can be huge too. And those are also those are six things that are pretty simple, uh, can easily be be prepared. The biggest thing, like I mentioned, audio. Uh, preparing interviews, more energy, different colors, explaining what people are watching, what comes next, and then comparing to everyday things. So if they can do those six things by next Sunday, I think it's going to be really successful. I'm excited to see what the jump and improvement is from this week to the next week. Overall, I was excited. I think there's room for improvement. If I was to give this a grade, I'd say the performances were an A. The presentation, I'd say, was probably... C minus and the overall timing, the fact that it was only two hours and they timed it very, very well. I'd say that's an A. So I'd, I'd give it a C, C plus. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd go with the C plus for, for performance. I think that the presentation needs to improve pretty dramatically, um, which will over time. And the, the performances though, if they can keep having these types of performances, that'd be great. So uh, that's, that's my take on American Track League. We'll definitely be talking about it uh, another uh, day as well or next week. And I'm, we'll probably be doing a, another episode this week because there's so many other things that I have to talk about um, with what's things that are going on. And so I'll, I'll make sure to get to those uh, later on this week. But thank you, thank you, thank you for watching or listening to this episode of Track World News. My name is Colin Waitsman. I've been your host. And if you want more content, uh, make sure that you go and follow us on social media, Instagram, uh, Track World News. It's all one word. We do have some really big things coming up, uh, hopefully by February, uh, that I'm super excited to announce. Can't announce just yet, but we got some big things coming up for you guys. So uh, make sure you go follow us there. Like, subscribe, follow, do all that good stuff to the show. Share with a friend. Um, it really helps us know that you're enjoying this. So thank you, everyone. Have a good one and peace. Thank